You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur. I want to get applauded you, having worked with you on... A book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And what a beautiful weekend it is. Are we finally done with winter? I really hope so. Boy, I'll tell you, it was uh, a tease last month, wasn't it? But uh, now we're uh, we're back into spring, and I think uh, the week ahead, it's going to be very nice. So your skin is going to recover, hopefully with the help of a little bit of moisturizer this time of year. Not a bad idea, mostly on your hands, believe it or not. Your hands need it more than your face right now. We've just had a few very difficult weeks, so soft time. That's the moisturizer that I created, and it is designed for exactly this. Slather it on your hands at night before you go to sleep. Even wear a pair of gloves on top of it, and your hands will be so smooth in the morning, much better. And those little cuts that you're getting around your uh, your your fingertips and around your nails, they're so painful, they will be helped significantly with the uh, with the soft time moisturizer. So uh, go ahead and do it. Well, tonight I've got a very, very busy show scheduled for you. I've got a lot of interesting topics. Plastic surgery was in the news all over the place last week. I'm sure you weren't listening to politics, were you? You were listening to the plastic surgery stories. And so we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about a, uh, a very important story about breast implants and maybe a uh, relatively new complication uh, that was uh, just warned by the FDA. The FDA warned about this complication. So we're going to talk about uh, something I'd rather not talk about, not so good news about breast implants. Uh, we're also going to be talking about not so good news about fat grafting. Not to be an alarmist tonight, but there's two very negative stories in plastic surgery this week, and I'm going to try and shed some light on these. So we've got uh, those stories. We've got a, uh, a guest from the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. He's going to be coming on talking about kidney transplants. That is a, a fascinating topic, and uh, stay tuned for that. I want to uh, tell my listeners that uh, next week we're moving from our 57th Street office to our 47th Street office. We're moving down onto Fifth Avenue, back on Fifth Avenue, so it's 576 Fifth Avenue. Beautiful neighborhood, new restaurants, so uh, I'm happy to be uh, there. I'm not, not so happy I'm leaving my uh, 57th Street uh, office. I've enjoyed it for the last six years on 57th Street, but they're going to take my building down like so many of the buildings on 57th Street. Wait until you see what's coming. I understand there's going to be some enormous skyscrapers on the way, so uh, you know they're taking the little buildings down, the ones, uh, the ones that the doctors are in and the little uh, retailers and... Uh, 
They're going to put giant buildings up again. All right, so the number at WABC is 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC, and you can give me a call tonight. I'm going to send you a bottle of Nighttime tonight. Nighttime is a one-stop shopping for skin care. It's everything you need and nothing extra. I don't put things that don't work. I only put things that do work in nighttime. I'm very meticulous about this. And a lot of people ask, well, Dr. Perry, there are other forms of vitamin C other than the type that you put in. And, you know, these other skin creams have these forms of vitamin C, and they don't have to be as acidic, and they don't have to be put on in the morning. Guess what? They don't work either. The science shows that the only form of vitamin C that can do all the things necessary to stimulate collagen, that's the structural protein in your skin, that's what leather is made of, and stimulate elastin, those are the stretchy fibers in the skin. The only form is called l ascorbic acid. That's the form that is in an orange, for instance, not these synthetic forms. Why do people develop these other forms of vitamin C? Because vitamin C is a very easily destroyed chemical, so it oxidizes. It turns brown very easily. You can, uh, you can do this. It's getting warm enough. You can put a a quart of orange juice out on your terrace or out on your patio, put it out in the morning on a nice sunny day, and come back at the end of the day and compare it to the one that's been in your refrigerator all day, and you'll notice that the orange juice is now a darker orange color if it's been exposed to the light. Same thing happens to L-ascorbic acid, vitamin C in your skincare, and so many companies have said, I can't be bothered with this. We're going to put these synthetic forms of vitamin C in because they stay forever. Guess what? They don't penetrate the skin. They can't be used by your body, which is very finicky when it comes to vitamin C. So L-ascorbic acid, it's the only one. I'm sorry, we cannot argue with science. We cannot argue with physiology, and we can't argue with the way God made our bodies. So uh, that's what I put in my nighttime, the real type of vitamin C. And my patent, the reason I got a patent for my nighttime, is because I figured out how to make vitamin C stay around longer. Uh, one of the things, by the way, just a warning, when you get your nighttime, and a lot of my listeners use my products, don't shake it up. I can never understand why you all want to shake your products. You don't need to shake my nighttime. If you do, it'll be like shaking a can of soda. You'll open it up, and boom, across the room will the vitamin C and the nighttime go. So don't shake it. Stir it. Don't just it like, like 007, right? All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about breast implants, and there's a lot of new information. So breast implants have been around since 1962, one of the mo more common procedures in cosmetic surgery. A couple of years ago, uh, there were a few cases of an unusual cancer called an anaplastic large cell lymphoma that were linked to people that had breast implants. And this got a lot of attention by a lot of people, but most people said, you know what, this is nothing. There's a few cases, and there are millions and millions of people in the world with breast implants. Well, over the last few years, as plastic surgeons, we have looked actively for more cases. Not that we want more cases, but we want to know if there are cases. And unfortunately, more have been found, and right now, uh, there have been about 100, uh, somewhere uh, just shy of 200 cases in the world, 
in the world, so not a lot, and probably millions and millions, probably 30 million people with breast implants in. So what is this cancer? The FDA came out last week with a warning, and it's called the anaplastic large cell lymphoma, and it develops as swelling of the breast. So your breast swells somewhere between 3 and 14 years after having breast implants placed. And that's due to fluid that collects around the implants. Now, it's interesting that this particular cancer, it's not a breast cancer. So it's not cancer that occurs in breast tissue. It's cancer that is occurring around the breast implant. And the symptoms are just the swelling. So if you've got swelling of your breast years after having a breast augmentation, you will want to see your doctor pretty quickly. You don't want to wait around and see if it goes away. Um, the most common time to develop this is about eight years after the uh, the augmentation, and interestingly, the procedure, uh, rather the the problem, has occurred only so far in women who have breast implants that are textured. So the smooth implants, whether they're saline implants or silicone implants, the smooth ones have not yet been identified as causing this problem. That's not to say that they can't cause the problem, but uh, they, it hasn't been recognized yet. So, so far it's only in the textured implants. The good news is that it's very rare still, very rare, and it, you're much more likely to develop breast cancer outside of this. Remember, breast cancer unfortunately occurs in one in eight women. So this uh, has been estimated somewhere between one in 30,000 to one in 300,000 women. Uh, so not a lot of women. It is rare. Uh, and the other good news is that in almost all cases, the treatment is removal of the implant and removal of the tissue around the implant, and that's usually about it in these cases that have been found so far. So that's good, and uh, it is a curable lymphoma. We'd rather have this not happen. Uh, plastic surgeons are, uh, are quite aware of this now. You should be aware if you have breast implants. Uh, but you can't get crazy about it because, I hate to say it, risk is a funny thing. Your risk of getting killed in a car accident if you drive around the roads of New York City in any given year is 1 in 3,000. The federal government has come up with that number. So you have to say, well, you know, there's risk in everything in life, and it's a very low risk with these implants. Uh, I guess the take-home message for those of you with breast implants is, Make sure you see your doctor at least once a year and have a thorough breast exam. And this should be by not a family doctor, I'm sorry to tell you, uh, but by someone who really knows what they're doing. So whether that's a plastic surgeon who is familiar with breast implants or a general surgeon that specializes in breast surgery, I really think if you've got breast implants, you need your annual examination to be by one of those two doctors. So uh, so that's the lesson. Make sure you have your mammograms. Uh, if you've got breast implants in, you need MRIs. I've talked about that on this show. The federal government uh, advises you to have an MRI three years after your augmentation or reconstruction, and then every two years thereafter. Personally, I think it should be more than that. It should be more frequent. I think uh, uh, maybe every year, I think it's probably reasonable. And the reason for that is not looking at the integrity of the implants, but looking at your breast tissue. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle. We're going to be back with more show, 800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Are you tired of wasting money on skincare that does not work? 
I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a product called Nighttime that really does reduce the appearance of wrinkles, and it evens out skin tones and smooths rough skin, and I've proven it in an independent study. My Nighttime contains vitamins A and C, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. Use Nighttime before you go to sleep, and then start the day with my invigorating clean time soap. And under makeup, use my daytime SPF 20 skin protector. And to make it simple, I put all three products together in a basic skincare kit that's yours for $75 this month only. Use the WABC code at drperrys.com and order the basic kit. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY and get ready for beautiful skin. A marketing manager is wanted in New York, New York to formulate, direct, and coordinate marketing activities with the goal of building trusting relationships with clients and generating repeat business for the company's wide range of diamonds. Oversee all aspects of marketing activities for EMBY. Requirements include a bachelor's degree or foreign equivalent in management, marketing, or a closely related field. Five years of progressive post-baccalaureate experience in job offered or related role with similar job duties also accepted. The full term of experience must be in the diamond industry and involve evaluating the financial aspects of market development, monitoring market trends, creating marketing strategies, and overseeing all aspects of marketing activities and campaigns. Any suitable combo of education, experience, or training is acceptable. Resumes to EMBY International Incorporated. Attention Amit Mehta, 592 Fifth Avenue. Avenue 11th floor, New York, New York 10036. Again, 592 Fifth Avenue, 11th floor, New York, New York 10036. I've cut way back on salt. And I ate lots of salmon and broccoli. I exercise to lower my blood pressure. <laughs> because you're so stressed. Because I try to do everything I can to be around for me and for you. When we take care of our own hearts, we're also taking care of the people closest to us. So it's comforting to know that RWJ Barnabas Health has New Jersey's most comprehensive cardiac care program with access to top specialists, minimally invasive heart surgery options, and rehabilitation and wellness programs that strengthen and protect hearts. We're also home to the state's most experienced valve replacement team, and we're one of the nation's top five heart transplant centers. So get your heart checked. It's as easy as visiting rwjbh.org slash heart for an appointment. I plan on being around for us a long, long time. Me too. Your heart doesn't beat just for you. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? What is your wrinkle? This is the show about you, about you your appearance, your wrinkles, your small breasts, your fat around the hips, your large nose, your protruding ears, your jowls. That's what this show is all about. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, and I am here to answer your questions. So give me a call, 800-848-9222. So we were talking about uh, the potential problems, the rare risks with breast implants. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say to me then, you know, well, if there's this rare risk, why are we doing it at all? Well, it's very rare and very treatable. Heaven forbid something does happen. Uh, and other patients have asked me, am I going to change what I do based on this new information? And, you know, I like the textured implants. I really do. I've used them 
probably uh, since they first came out in the 1970s. And the reason I, I like the textured implants better than the smooth implants is because they don't move around within the pocket that we place them in. That means they're kind of like Velcro. When I put them in a position, I have to say in 30 years, I have never, not once, had to change the position of the implant after surgery. I have had to change the position of the implant after surgery using smooth implants because they tend to kind of move around and the pocket that we make, that's the space we place the implants, has to be slightly bigger than the implant. Otherwise, the pocket squeezes. It's a technical thing. It squeezes the implant and it can deform them. So, you know, I've been using the textured implants. I am thinking now perhaps I should be using smooth implants more often or possibly even exclusively. And I'm going to think this one over very, very carefully. Uh, but for the time being, we're still offering the textured implants and the smooth implants. But there will be a complete discussion of this nature with my patients when my patients come in and uh, are interested in having a breast augmentation. So it's an interesting question, and uh, the answers are not all in yet. All right, this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. Nancy, we're going to have to take your call after the interview, so please hang on, Nancy. We've got uh, many callers on the board so far, which is great, but uh, we've got a terrific interview coming up. And so uh, very soon we're uh, going to get to uh, my good friend, Dr. David Lasko, from uh, the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick. Mr. Producer, is Dr. Lasko available? Okay, I think he is. Dr. Lasko, are you there? Maybe he isn't on the line yet. I thought he was there. So so we will... Uh, we'll, oh, there he is. I didn't hear him. Okay. Are you there, David? Yes. Okay, now now I, I can hear you. I am very happy to have Dr. Lasko. David Lasko, who's an associate professor of surgery at Rutgers, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, and the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. He's the chief of transplant services at Robert Wood Johnson. And uh, David and I go back a long, long way, all the way back to Rutgers as undergraduates uh, about 100 years ago. How how you doing, David? It's great. It's lovely to hear you. I'm happy to be on your show here. Well, thank you, and it's been a long time. I think uh, I can't remember the last time, five years, six years, but uh, happy to have you on. And it's an appropriate uh, time to have you on because uh, we are now going into National Donate Life Month, which is a time we raise awareness about the need for organ donation and organ transplantation. And uh, that's why we have uh, Dr. David Lasko on the phone. He uh, he is the uh, director of one of the top 30 kidney transplant programs in the nation, in the whole United States, for positive outcomes. That means they're darn good at Robert Wood Johnson. So thanks for taking time on your Saturday evening. Tell us about this honor that your program received. What, what honor is this now? So we're really excited. They've always rated the programs, and they looked at, based on your donor and recipient selection, you had an expected outcome. And then if you did above what you expected by more than a standard deviation, they gave you credit for that, extra credit. And so they changed the system a little bit so it was easy to understand, and they gave you from one star to a five-star now. So we're a five-star program. There's close to 300 programs in the country. And as far as outcomes, beating expectations, we're the 11th in the country. So we've done very well, and I'm very proud of the team that made this happen. All right, so, so now how many kidney transplants 
do you do every year at uh, Robert Wood Johnson? So our program over the years has performed anywhere from around 70 to 120, depending on each year. 70 to 120. And, uh, and how does that compare to other hospitals around the country? So volume-wise, that's just in the top third. There clearly are programs that do a large number. Uh, they tend to tend towards the mean as far as outcomes. And so if you look in the tri-state area, we're the only university program that's reached five stars. All the other programs are three stars. So we're very happy and feel like we've given our patients the best possible outcomes and the best chance with their um, kidney transplant. All right. So that brings up, of course, the next question. Who is a candidate for kidney transplant? So we'd like to think anybody with renal failure or, is, or approaching renal failure should come contact us. They could contact us directly or they go through a referral process, a doctor or a nephrologist, but they could self-refer. So if you have a question about where you stand, how far your kidney disease has progressed, you could give us a call and we'll let you know whether you qualify. And sometimes the best, easiest thing is just to make an appointment, come in and see where you stand, where, what you need to do to get qualified. And so if you have kidney disease, you should be evaluated by a transplant program. No matter what else is going on, at least give yourself that benefit of having a transplant program look you over carefully. Okay, so now let's say you're on the kidney transplant waiting list. What, is, what exactly does that mean? So that's a great question. So if you're waiting for a deceased donor, that means someone who's unrelated to you, who a family member dies and they're nice enough to donate, there's a long waiting list for that. And there's an allocation system that's been computerized based on how well they think you're going to do your factors and the donor factors, including matching. And they'll determine whether you'll get that kidney. The, the shortage is so acute now that the average waiting time in our northeast corridor is between four and five years. So it's really quite a, quite a big deal to get on that list and get your time accumulating as soon as possible. Okay, so you, you get on this list. Now, how do you qualify to get on the list? So you have to go to the transplant program. You have to make sure you're healthy enough to get a kidney. Unfortunately, a lot of patients might have diabetes and high, high uh, blood pressure, and their heart may not be able to withstand the operation. Also, you have to be able to take the medication to be compliant with the medication. And so people who may have substance abuse uh, would not be a good candidate because they're not very reliable in taking their medicines. People who have severe coronary artery disease and their heart's really the major problem more than the kidneys, they probably wouldn't be a candidate either. So you come in, you get evaluated, and if you're medically suitable, you could be a transplant candidate. And then you'd wait. And the waiting time starts usually from when you start dialysis. And if you come in early enough, you can start your waiting time, accumulating time when you're function gets to be 20% or less. So the earlier you come in, we could actually get some time accumulated for you before you actually start dialysis. And that's very important because time on dialysis takes a toll on your body. The earlier we could transplant you, the better. With that said, I just want to make a, a big push to remind people that that's for deceased donors. Live donors, we could do that preemptively before you start dialysis and they have the very best outcomes.
Okay, now, so who decides who gets the kidney when one does become available? So we've taken the human element out of this, and so you'll get on a transplant list, and based on factors such as your age, whether you've been a, a transplant recipient before, whether you're type 1, two, type 2 diabetic, those sorts of factors go into how they allocate the organ. In addition, the kidney itself, the function of the kidney, gets a, a score. And so they'll match you to a kidney, a computer. When I say they, a computer will match you based on your blood type, the matching and the factor and um, genetic factors and the issues that we just talked about, whether you got a previous transplant, how old you are, um, your, uh, whether you have preformed antibodies, there's lots of factors, but it's all done by a computer, and they, we get called by the organ bank and says, your patient's number one for this kidney. Okay, so, so what, what's the perfect match? So perfect match, so I want to say our drug has gotten so good that we're less concerned about these antigen matches. So just like there's an ABO system for blood types, there's a human leukocyte antigen match that's unique to us as human beings called the HLA matching. And there's six sites that we tend to look at. So if you match on all those six sites, we call that a perfect match. And that's a, a wonderful opportunity to kidney do well with less anti-rejection medicines because there's less of an um, immunologic barrier and you're likely to do better longer with less immunosuppression. Uh, very, very interesting information. My, my guest this evening is Dr. David Lasko, who is the Associate Professor of Surgery at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So Dr. Lasko, who is the, uh, the Chief of Transplant Surgery at, uh, at Robert Wood Johnson, now one of the top 30 kidney transplant programs in the nation, congratulations to you. Uh, is there a phone number that uh, interested people can, uh, can call if they're uh, on dialysis uh, on the list or want more information? Well, of course they could call the, um, in their area, whether it's the sharing network or the gift of life, the organ banks, but for our program, they could call uh, our uh, main number, which is 732-253-3699. And so they'd get the transplant office, and they can make an appointment at the Robert Wood Johnson Transplant Program. All right. That's, it's such important information. I want to thank you so much for being a guest tonight, Dr. Lasko. Uh, you've been terrific, and uh, we're going to say the number again after the break. Thanks so much. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Stay tuned. We've got a half hour left. I've cut way back on salt. And I eat lots of salmon and broccoli. I exercise to lower my blood pressure. (laughs) Because you're so stressed. Because I try to do everything I can to be around for me and for you. When we take care of our own hearts, we're also taking care of the people closest to us. So it's comforting to know that RWJ Barnabas Health has New Jersey's most comprehensive cardiac care program. With access to top specialists, minimally invasive heart surgery options, and rehabilitation and wellness programs that strengthen and protect hearts. We're also home to the state's most experienced valve replacement team, and we're one of the nation's top five heart transplant centers. So get your heart checked. It's as easy as visiting rwjbh.org heart for an appointment. I plan on being around for us a long, long time. Me too. Your heart doesn't beat just for you. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. 
Hi, I'm Brian Scudamore from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Honey, the magic is here. Great, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Come on in, guys. Thanks. 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 We point at junk and it disappears, right? You've obviously heard the radio ads. But those ads are true, aren't they? Point at something. Anything at all. Even if it's outside? Anything. That was fun. I love this. It's gone. All you have to do is point. I love this job. Me too. People are just so happy when their stuff disappears. The house feels so much bigger. Is there anything you'd like us to get from the attic? Absolutely. Follow me. How do you do that? We work until midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work to meet us. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK? 1-800-G-O-T-J-U-N-K. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-798-9525. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-798-9525. That's 1-800-798-9525. 1-800-798-9525. It's the end of quarter clearance sale at Lumber Liquidators. Now's your chance to get unbeatable deals on more than 40 million square feet of beautiful top quality floors, like 5-inch wide prefinished gunstock oak for just $149, and more than 230 other styles of prefinished hardwood up to 26% off. 55 styles of North American and European laminate up to 28% off. Get 10% off distressed Virginia Mill works hardwood and all of Vela would look tile plus more from 59 cents and special financing the end of quarter clearance sales going on now at lumber liquidators in a world where the irs can seize your assets and take all you have worked hard to earn tax defense partners is there to protect and serve you tax defense partners has been resolving thousands of americans tax problems every year if you have a current tax issue call tax defense partners 800-684-7777 solve your tax problem permanently call tax defense partners 800-684-7777 800-684-7777 or visit them at taxdefensepartners.com don't fight the irs alone do it with tax defense partners Listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. The phone number 800-848-9222. We've got Nancy on the line. Nancy, what can I do for you? What is your wrinkle? Are you there, Nancy? Come in, Nancy. I don't hear you, Nancy. Speak up. Go ahead. All right. Nancy. We caught her sleeping. Are you are you there, Nancy? No, Nancy. All right. We're 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 trying through the magic of uh, of radio to get Nancy on the line. I'm here. Okay. There you go. You were asleep, weren't you? I've kept you no. waiting so long. No. Not really. <laughs> okay. What can I do for you? Um, What's your wrinkle? Okay. I have pr- protruding like veins coming down from my forehead to the outside of my eyebrows, like two on each side, or maybe. Yeah, two on each side of my face. Do, do you have any idea what 
I mean, is that something to worry about? Well, it's not anything to worry about, no, no. Um, we have lots and lots of veins all over our body, and sometimes people get more visible veins on their forehead or on their uh, uh, the, eye, the lower eyelids, pretty common, of course, all over the body. So sometimes we, uh, they're bothersome to you or other people, and, uh, and we destroy those. So the way we do that, if it's really visible, and if it's in a favorable location, that means if it's not right near a nerve, uh, we might consider using a little tiny electrocautery. We numb the area up, and I cauterize the veins. Oh. And so uh, we, can, we can zap those and make them less visible. The interesting thing, however, is the body just thinks it's been injured, and it wants to fix it. So sometimes the body just uh, channels right through those veins once again, even if they've been fried by my little electrocautery. Uh, and puts blood through again, and they, they can recur. But most often, uh, they do go away. You know, it's not too common to do these in the forehead. Uh, I've done them on the lower eyelids and, of course, elsewhere in the body. Um, one thing I do not recommend, parenthetically, is destroying the veins on the hand. Uh, that is in vogue now, believe it or not. Sometimes people look at their hands and they say, look at all those ugly veins. Not a good idea to go destroying those things. You know, they're there for a reason, and uh, of course they're to drain blood from our hands. Uh, but actually an important thing that people forget is sooner or later you're going to get sick in life, unfortunately, and everybody does. And your doctor is going to need to be able to put an IV, an intravenous line, somewhere in your body. And the most common area is in the back of the hand. And if you've uh, just for cosmetic reasons destroyed, uh, reasons rather destroyed every vein on the back of your hand, well, they're going to have a harder time. So, you know, we have to uh, remember that uh, our body is not a 100% cosmetic, uh, uh, you know, body. We're here for a reason, and uh, and the veins and the arteries and the fat and the muscles have a functional reading uh, reason not just to uh, look pretty so you know be careful about what you do but you know for a few veins on your forehead it may be very possible to destroy those nancy okay doctor thank you i very right. much yes thank you i appreciate okay. it okay you're very welcome thanks for calling what's your wrinkle i'm dr arthur perry and this is the show to ask me questions like that you know i got an email last week someone said yeah, this is kind of a recurrent thing. I get this same email, not from the same person, every few months, and they say, why can't I put hyaluronic acid on my skin instead of having the hyaluronic acid injections? And the simple reason is the size of the molecule. You know, in order for a molecule to get into your body, it has to be very small. And there's an actual size. Everything has a size. You know, you know that a ping pong ball is smaller than a baseball and that's smaller than a basketball. Well, every molecule has particular weight also. I've talked about this many times on this show. It's called a molecular weight. And everything that can possibly get into the body, everything that has been shown scientifically to get in and make a difference, things like vitamin C and vitamin A and fruit acids and estrogen and, and things like that Clonidine is an antihypertensive that is a small molecule and can get into the body. They all, they're small. And, uh, you know, the skin is kind of like a chain link fence. And these small molecules can get right in through those little holes in the chain link fence. If you've got a big molecule, 
it doesn't have a chance on Earth to get in. So hyaluronic acid is 50% larger than the smallest molecule, I'm sorry, the largest molecule that can physically get through the skin. I'll say that again. Hyaluronic acid is 50% larger than anything that's ever been shown to get through the skin. So when you see hyaluronic acid in those skin creams, it's a moisturizer. That's all. It can't get into your skin. It can't get into your cells. It can't get incorporated into your body. We need to actually use me, a plastic surgeon, to inject hyaluronic acid, those large molecules, into your body. And uh, so we have products like Restylane and Juvederm that I actually inject into the wrinkles. We can't put hyaluronic acid onto your skin, although I do use it as a moisturizer in my skin cream. So my soft time that I talked about earlier today has hyaluronic acid. I don't expect that to get into the skin, not like the vitamin C, not like the vitamin A, or the fruit acids, which are called active ingredients. I consider hyaluronic acid to be a uh, just something that sits on the surface and hydrates your skin. That's why we use it. So, And speaking, by the way, of hyaluronic acid, uh, I used the new stuff, Refine and Define, for the first time last week. Uh, that is Restylane's answer to Juvederm. Remember, Juvederm came out with their new one called Volbella. All these new wrinkle fillers. It's a very exciting time in plastic surgery. We have gone from 2003, where Restylane uh, was first introduced, to a whole bunch of different wrinkle fillers. To here we are in 2017, and now we have the next generation of wrinkle fillers. These stay around longer. So the refine and define folks will not tell you this because they cannot advertise this, but in fact, the uh, these new products from Metasys, I'm sorry, I guess it's Galderma now, the company keeps getting sold, now it's Galderma, uh, these can stay around for about a year and a half, the older ones stayed about a year. What does that mean? Yes, fewer injections for you, so if you come into my office, it is hopeful, but not guaranteed, we can't guarantee any of these things, but it's hopeful that, that when we do an injection of Refine, and define. Those are the new terms. You're going to hear those a lot. They're already being advertised by the company. Uh, when we inject these into wrinkles and into folds, like the nasolabial folds on the face, uh, we expect that they're going to look a little better because of the way they, uh, they behave and stay around a little longer. So that's pretty exciting for me because a, a giant part of my practice is injecting wrinkles. I spend a lot of every day, and I, I inject nasolabial folds and lips and recreate the, uh, the long-since-disappeared filtral ridges. You know what that is? That's the little ridge that connects your cupid's bow, bow on your upper lip to your nose, and no one's ever come into my office and said, I don't have a, cupid, uh, a filtral ridge, please recreate it. But when I look at you in a consultation, I'll tell you what's going away and how you're aging. It's such a, a gradual process. When you're 30, you have beautiful skin. You've got all the features of a youthful face. When you come in at age 60, you've lost a third of the volume of your skin, a third of your collagen, a third of your elastin. Yes, a skin care program can certainly help, but at some point you're going to need a plastic surgeon if you want to recreate the youthful features of your face. We plump up your lips with this new stuff now called Refine, and, uh, and then we, uh, we uh, plump up your nasolabial folds with this new stuff called Define, and they're the new Restylanes out there. So you'll hear a lot about those. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a 
board-certified plastic surgeon, here to talk about fat grafting next. So we're going to start a topic, and then we're going to take a break. I talk to you now. If you listen to this show, you heard me say just last week, just last week, why I don't do fat grafting into the buttocks, because I told you about yet another death. Well, if you listen to the show, you were way ahead of the curve because I didn't know this was coming. But during the week, the American Society of Plastic Surgeons and the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery came out with a position statement based on a paper that was just published this week. Uh, and it's a position statement about the safety of fat grafting into the buttocks. Now, why would anyone graft fat into the buttocks? Well, you know, think of the Kardashians. I don't know if they've had fat grafting, but I think they have. I can't be sure. A lot of uh, celebrities want to do that, and a lot of you want to do that. I can't figure this one out, by the way, but that's just me. Uh, you know, back in the old days, we wanted smaller buttocks. Now people want larger buttocks. But uh, what can I tell you? I guess people follow the celebrities and what they do, however silly it is. So, uh, but that's me just coming through as a plastic surgeon. Everybody has their own uh, um, standards of beauty. And my standard of beauty is not to have an enormous buttocks. But, you know, if you want that, well, what can I say? But I said last week that I will not do fat grafting. And, boy, I'm happy I said that because this week that study was published that showed a lot of deaths from fat grafting, a lot of deaths more than you can imagine. So when we come back from a break, I'm going to tell you about this, and I will bet that most people that listen to this show will not go near fat grafting to the buttocks after you hear what I'm going to say. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. We're going to be back after these words. Ladies, is time taking a toll on your appearance? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Some people just need a change in their skincare, but others want procedures like Botox, wrinkle fillers, or Althera, and still others are ready for a facelift. How do you know which is right for you? Well, let's spend an hour together in my 57th Street or New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and we'll use my new 3D computer system to come up with a plan to help you start turning back the clock. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here on WABC. A statistician is needed full-time by a company in New York, New York. Must have an MA degree in statistics or related. Candidate must apply statistical theories and methods to solve practical problems in business and design surveys or opinion polls to collect data, etc. Apply to Korea Health Industry Development Institute, 420 Lexington Avenue, number 2546, New York, New York, 10170. Again, apply to Korea Health Industry Development Institute, 420 Lexington Avenue, number 2546, New York, New York, 10170. 
Give your neck a break with Van Heusen's revolutionary Flex Collar Shirt. Experience the difference of expandable comfort with the world's first collar that stretches half an inch. Now available in regular and slim fit with all-over stretch fabric. The Flex Collar Shirt gives you the freedom to really move. Shop the collection now at Kohl's, JCPenney, and Amazon. Experience the difference of expandable comfort with the world's first collar that stretches half an inch. The Flex Collar Shirt from Van Heusen. You're welcome. Are you tired of wasting money on skincare that does not work? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a product called Nighttime that really does reduce the appearance of wrinkles, and it evens out skin tones and smooths rough skin, and I've proven it in an independent study. My Nighttime contains vitamins A and C, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. Use Nighttime before you go to sleep, and then start the day with my invigorating clean time soap, and under makeup, use my daytime SPF 20 skin protector. And to make it simple, I put all three products together in a basic skincare kit that's yours for $75 this month only. Use the WABC code at drperrys.com and order the basic kit. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY and get ready for beautiful skin. Listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. 800 848 is the phone number. Give us a call. 800-848-WABC. And I got an email. You know, it's interesting that people like to email me during the show. That's okay. I usually have the computer out right in front of me, and I I see them as they come. They said, well, you didn't give the number to Robert Wood Johnson again. Okay. So we did that beautiful interview with uh, Dr. David Lasko, who uh, is the transplant surgeon, the director of the Transplant Center at Robert Wood Johnson. And the phone number for Robert Wood Johnson is 888 M-D-R-W-J-U-H. That's 888-M-D-R-W-J-U-H. And on the web, it's www.rwjuh.edu. So it's www.rwjuh.edu. So you can go to the website. You can look up the kidney transplant program and all the information about it, or you can call that number, the 888-MDRWJUH number, for more information. So let's talk about this fat grafting issue. You know, I, uh, I mentioned last week that I don't do fat grafting. Uh, I do it in the face where it's safe, and I certainly for, I have to say, I've been doing fat grafting since 1987, uh, taking fat from, let's say, the belly and injecting it into the nasolabial folds or into the lips or uh, areas like that, or if you have a depression, uh, on your thigh or on your belly or something like that. Fat is a great substance to inject, and I've been doing it for an awful long time, and it's very safe in that in those locations. However, in the buttock, when we do large volume fat transplantation, that means I take a lot from, let's say, your belly or your hips, and then I inject it at many levels into your buttock. So we go under the skin and the fat and into the muscle, that is a dangerous procedure. So I'm going to say it again. It's dangerous. So here's what they did in this study, and this was published uh, in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal this week, uh, last week. They, uh, they surveyed the plastic surgeons in the United States that did fat grafting. So they have 692 surgeons. 
Uh, all told, they did about 200,000 cases of fat grafting into the buttocks. And are, you, are you ready for this? Now, over their careers, the surgeons reported 32 deaths from pulmonary fat emboli. Now, let me tell you something. These are board-certified plastic surgeons. These aren't those fly-by-nights that we talk about all the time. These aren't the guys that are not licensed or uh, not even surgeons or uh, maybe they go to Home Depot for their supplies. These are real plastic surgeons, and they've had 32 deaths and 103 non-fatal pulmonary fat emboli. That means the fat gets into the bloodstream, travels to the lungs, and causes big, big problems. Most people wind up in the intensive care unit when they have that particular problem, but thankfully, uh, most of those people survived, but 3% died. 3% died. So uh, these, uh, these doctors, these 692 doctors, reported 32 deaths and 103 non-fatal fat emboli. Now, listen to this. 3% of the surgeons who do this procedure, 3% said at least one of their patients had died from the procedure during their career. That is astounding. That is absolutely astounding. And 7% said during their career, they had at least one pulmonary fat embolism from that procedure. So this is, this, to me, it's... I wouldn't be doing this procedure. I don't do this procedure. I don't advise this procedure. If you look at the, uh, the numbers, they're just simply unacceptable. In the United States, there were 25 deaths. So those 32 were around the world by uh, board-certified plastic surgeons. And over the last uh, five years, uh, there were, I'm sorry, 25 deaths in the United States over the last five years, excuse me. And uh, in the last uh, collecting data year, which was 2014 to 15, there were four deaths. And these were by board-certified plastic surgeons in accredited facilities. So I can't stress that enough. This is what you want. These are the guys that are the safest. They're board-certified. They're operating in safe facilities. And yet these things are still happening. And what that means to me as a plastic surgeon and should mean to you and your daughters and your friends is that this is just not a procedure that we should be doing. So the conclusion of the study was that this is uh, the highest death rate of any cosmetic surgical procedure now, the highest death rate. This is buttock augmentation, injecting fat into the buttocks to make them bigger. And based on this survey, the conclusion was that fat injections into the deep muscle with small tubes should not be done. That's what the suggestion was to plastic surgeons. They're not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't do it. So, you know, they're, they're fairly diplomatic, and there are a lot of people that are still doing this procedure. It's not forbidden. It's not malpractice. It's not against the law, but it is dangerous. So, uh, you know, my advice to you is you want to stay safe, and my attitude about cosmetic surgery is we want to, we want to help you look better, and we want to do things that are safe, uniformly safe, not particularly risky. We don't want to do uh, cosmetic surgical procedures in diabetics out of control or, uh, you know, if you've got a lot of big medical problems. Or we don't want to do fat grafting into the buttock based on this new study. And, you know, I knew this before. 
because of all the reports that have been coming in. But when we see it in black and white in a peer-reviewed medical journal like the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, which is published by the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, that really tells you a lot. So listen to this. Be careful. We don't want these things in cosmetic surgery. We want it to be safe as possible. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And this is the program that we talk about fat grafting and breast augmentations and skin care. So, uh, you know, it's so important to uh, stay on the safe side of cosmetic surgery. We do not want, no one wants problems, and you don't want them, and plastic surgeons don't want them. So how many of you, let's talk about a little lighter subject. How about uh, maybe splotchy pigment of your face that is really difficult to get off. You know, you've tried all sorts of things. You've even tried maybe my skin creams, which are very effective, by the way. Um, and we've shown that in a, a study. And we're going to be talking about that, by the way, on Home Shopping Network. We'll be on. I'll, I'll let you know the date probably in a week or two. Uh, the next date on the Home Shopping Network, we're going to be uh, featuring my entire kit on the Home Shopping Network. But let's say you've got uh, uh, what's called periorbital melanosis. Don't we give these great words to these uh, things? That's just dark circles around the eyes. And I get so many patients that come in, and uh, they are, uh, you know, at their wits' end. They've got, uh, you know, these uh, dark circles under their eyes, and they're not sleepy, and they don't have fat bags. That's one of the causes of, uh, of dark circles. Uh, their skin is not particularly translucent. That's one of the causes of dark circles. But rather, they've just got some dark pigment around uh, their eyes. There's a reason why you have that, by the way. And it's the same reason football players put that dark stuff on their eyes before the game so that they decrease reflection of light right into, the eye, into their eyes, and it increases the acuity of your vision. So, you know, everything has a reason, uh, but we try and defeat that, don't we? So we try and uh, de- because we want to look better, but, you know, within limits, right? Uh, so we want to decrease that dark, the dark circles under our eyes, and uh, we could use Dr. Perry's nighttime. Yes, we could. And uh, you're saying, well, I, I thought you said you can't use it on your eyelids. Well, what I'm saying is that if you're very careful and don't get it in your eyes, it's quite effective on your eyelids. We do put a warning on the uh, on the uh, nighttime that says don't use it on your eyelids because I'm afraid that you you uh, are going to be sloppy and maybe get it in your eyes. It's actually very effective on the eyelids, but you can't get it in your eyes because it's got a pH of 3.5, which is very low. That's very acidic, and there's 20% acid. There's a 10% L-ascorbic acid and 8% lactic acid and 2% citric acid, so it's pretty potent. You don't want to get that stuff in your eyes, that's for sure. So let's say you don't want to do a skincare program, but you do want to get rid of those dark circles. So here's, a, here's another one that was just published in uh, one of the dermatology journals, and they compared 20% glycolic peels, which are simple peels that I do in the office every single week, uh, with 15% lactic acid peels and topical 20% vitamin C, and uh, and they looked at these uh, different uh, different modalities, different things that you can do, and it turns out that the glycolic peel was actually the best of all three of these, and had the lowest side effects. So we're not talking about putting 10% vitamin C like in my nighttime on. We're talking about doing a peel 
with 20% vitamin C versus the 15% lactic acid or 20% glycolic acid. And it turns out that 20% glycolic acid uh, gave about a 50% improvement in the dark circles. That's pretty good. Um, and um, that's in about three-quarters of patients. So, uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, now, you have to do these peels every three weeks. It's not a one-time thing. It's a repeated peel. So you come into the office, and we do the glycolic peels every three weeks, and it's the 20% uh, solution of glycolic acid, and it's very benign. doesn't sting. doesn't hurt. You can go right back to work. We call these the lunch hour peels, and it turns out that after 12 weeks, so every three weeks you do four of these peels, uh, half of the patients... Uh, had about a, uh, I'm sorry, three-quarters of the patients had about a 50% improvement. So that's pretty good for an extremely benign treatment. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. When that music comes on, that means they are pulling me right out of the studio. This has been a very interesting show. I hope you learned a lot today, and I hope you use the information to keep you safe. Once again, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. You can call me during the week, 212-753-1820. Don't forget my website, PerryPlasticSurgery.com. It's newly redesigned. Go to the website. You'll learn an awful lot. And check out the Facebook page, Dr. Arthur Perry on Facebook. Thanks so much for great engineering and great screening. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week.